welcome to another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, with my very yellow, very gold, very yellow co-host. Jessica. How's it going, Jessica? It's going. I haven't seen that shirt in a while. It's old. Like, look, it's falling apart old. It's the best. I know it's supposed this to be gold. This is my one. But my, it's very, uh, very mustard. My one Western shirt that I own. Western that Michigan I University. That I got when I was at Western. Before they spent three quarters of a million dollars uh, rebranding themselves to be brown and yellow again mm-hmm. with a big W Woo. in a circle. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so to look like their arch rival over at central Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Enough about my shirt. Yeah. Let's talk about your shirt. Why? What about my shirt? Your shirt is also old. Mine is older. It is vintage. I'm amazed. At... <laughs> so I, I got this shirt. This shirt is from uh, the Berrien County uh, cross country meet. And I'm wearing it today because today was the Berrien County cross country meet. Uh, I went and coached hockey, <laughs> but um, my former runners were out there running and I decided to wear it. Mm-hmm. it. This is from when I ran, though, in the Berrien County cross country meet in Berrien County, Michigan in 1995. It's amazing you still have it and that it's not full of holes, unlike my Western Or shirt. that I didn't throw it out. So I got it in high school and it fit fine. Then I got fat and it didn't have any hope of ever fitting. And somehow I just hung on to it for sentimental value because I collect T-shirts and now I've lost weight, and it's actually huge on me. It's really big. It was surprising. Not, it was not this big on me when I had it when I was on the cross country team. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun too. But yeah, uh, shout out to all my former runners and some very very good times posted today. I was very pleased to see those. Yay! Yay! Hey, uh, something that has nothing to do with high schoolers. Okay. And they can just if they're listening, they can ignore this part of the show. What are you drinking? I am drinking a glass of wine. Are you? Yeah. It's from 12 Corners Vineyards, and it's called South Pier Sunset Red. Ooh, sweet, dry, what? It's it's somewhere in between sweet and dry. According to the tag, it's very sweet. It is not very sweet. That's a lie. Whatever. Um, Where's 12 Corners at? It's in Benton Harbor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been there. It's nice in there. Um, Is that the one across the street from Lake Michigan Hills Golf Club? No, or that's 2121. 21. That one is also good. Um, this one, you pass it when you're on the highway coming home from Kalamazoo. You can see it. It's in the middle of like a vineyard. <laughs> not to be confused with wineries. Not to be confused with Karma Vista. Yeah, not that one. Which me up every nope. time because that's across the street from the dump, the landfill. And they, oh. obviously they get to the joke because their name is Karma Vista. Okay. Their Vista is like Trash. what goes around comes around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, this one is is a, one of my favorite wineries. I really like going there. So go with my friends. It's good. Nice. Yeah. Where you have over there in your little campsite mug? It's not little. <laughs> this is my first off. <laughs> this is my major award. Your major award. Well, part of my major award. So for the Beer 30 ride, which we've spoken about the Beer 30, uh, they had a... Um, you bought raffle tickets and you put them in the bowl and they drew for the various prize packages and I got one that was a... A little tote bag full of cool stuff. And mm-hmm. among all the uh, cool items inside were these two camp mugs uh, for, with a Vittoria brand on the side, which is a bicycling brand. And uh, inside I have uh, just a coffee. Oh, really? Just a coffee? Well, just a little coffee concoction of my own making was upstairs playing What's around. What's in it? Well, look, the, it's, it's cold and rainy. <laughs> a front has come through. As I look out the window, I can see... Just brown curly leaves on top of the hot tub. And, uh, you know, 
wanted something warm. Even when after hockey, the kids are like, I'm like, what do you guys want for dinner tonight? What do you want for dinner tomorrow night? They're like, something warm. Yeah. So I'm going to call this a Michigan apple coffee or the Mac. Mac. It's a Mac. Hey, you know, Western's part of the Mac conference. Oh. Yeah. Well, that was fantastic. not planned. <laughs> <laughs> totally. People can be like, this sounds cheesy and scripted. It's not. It's not. We're making this one up as we go. You, so you're my, making it up as you go. Yeah, that's how this cocktail <laughs> went. <laughs> Michigan apple coffee. So I started out with eight ounces of espresso roast coffee. Now, I didn't actually make espresso. Hey, are you making noise or am I? I, I? It's me. Apparently, I'm not breathing enough. Apparently. All right. Espresso roast coffee that uh, I then ground, but I ran it through the Keurig. Because we don't have an espresso machine and just working with what I got. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a nice hearty roast. Then I put in, um, just to bring out more coffee flavor, one ounce of coffee infused vodka. So I took vodka, put it in a little mason jar, and I took these same beans before I had ground them up. And this was weeks ago. Threw them in that little mason jar, put it in the fridge, and just let it sit there. And anytime I need some coffee infused vodka, it's right there <laughs> in the fridge. So I put one ounce of that in. Then I put in um, one and a half ounces of Traverse City Whiskey Company's Michigan Apple Bourbon. That's where my apple's coming from, my Michigan apple, and I have the Michigan part, too. Because the espresso roast coffee uh, I use, the beans were actually roasted at Higher Grounds Coffee Company. And my parents picked those up for me when they were out in uh, Colorado. Nice. Yeah. Um, Yes, I could probably use something from Michigan to make this more Michigan, but that's what I had on hand. Uh, where was I? So I've got, I've got my coffee infused vodka, one ounce of that, one and a half ounces of the Traverse City Whiskey Company's Michigan Apple Bourbon. Then, but wait, there's more. <laughs> half ounce of Knob Creek's Smoked Maple Bourbon. Oh. Yeah, add a little sweetness flavor in there along with the apple. Come on, you know, maple and apple, it adds that fall feature. Then I also put in one ounce of Knob Creek's nine-year-old 100-proof bourbon. Mm-hmm. A half ounce of sugar-free simple syrup. As we've said before, we like Tarani's because we can get it through Amazon. And yep. It works out well and it has a nice flavor to it. And then I put all that in my my mug here from the Beer 30. <laughs> stirred it up with a cinnamon stick and then I left the cinnamon stick in. My cinnamon stick is kind of short, so it actually fell to the bottom. So when we post up the photo of this, it's going to like, they're like, what's cinnamon stick? It's at the bottom now. Well, but it's okay. adding that cinnamon flavor to it. So it's a very spiked coffee. Okay. But you're definitely getting the apple notes, a little bit of the um, the maple notes. I was going to say a little bit of the bourbon notes. You're definitely getting bourbon notes on this. And it's yummy and it's warm and yay. 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 Cheers. Yay. Cheers. Cheersies. Ooh. Fancy. <laughs> Thanks to you. <laughs> All right. Let's get some things out of the way. Okay. Those who listen regularly or at least listen to the last episode. Mm-hmm. We'll be, we're left with a bit of cliffhanger. Oh. It's kind of a giveaway since we're both in the same room this time. <laughs> Jessica. Marco. Do you have COVID? I do not have COVID. Woo. Yeah. My test was negative, which is amazing. So you got to get get up in the morning and swab the back of your brain. No. because it's. Go- you just have to swap. It's a it's an at home test. You just have to rub the inside of your nostrils. You don't have to jam it all the way up into okay. your brain. You got up last Sunday. You went and you swabbed your nose. Yeah. You did the little home test. Came back negative. You came upstairs, and we went and did the uh, apple cider century. 
Yeah, we did. Which is a uh, a fall tradition. This was the 48th edition of this. And keep in mind, like last nice. year's didn't happen. So last uh, Sunday of September, every year in Three Oaks, Michigan, and they give a variety of routes. You, you choose your route. They do a great job with uh, support stops. Basically, they call them sag stops, but they're like, you know, pit stops. Yeah. With food and beverages to keep you going. They've got support crews out in pickups. Every time you go to a sag stop, they've got bicycle maintenance there if you need to do repairs. Mm-hmm. And they spray paint the road with little apples, and they're color-coded based on distance. Now, if you do the full century, it's 100 miles. But they have things as family-friendly and down all the way to 15 miles. Yep. And then a big spaghetti uh, dinner at the finish line, which I didn't eat mine, but I just kept asking the kid one, hey, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I filled up my plate and got my dessert that I... And then when we sat down at a picnic table, I just shoved it all in front of her. You missed out. Yeah, I know. It was yummy. That's all right. We had fun. We did the the quarter century. Yep, we did. You know, if we did in the quarter century last year. It would have been fine. Fine. We probably could have done something else, but, you know, something longer. But this year you didn't have as much training. Zero training. I had zero (laughs) training. Okay. (laughs) It's fine. Kid one, a little bit too far for her. Mm-hmm. She but got she sore. Did it. She did it. And of course, my dad wanted to stop at, towards the end, like every hundred yards, which was just making it worse because then she had to get going again. Yeah. It's like, let's just finish this thing. But I kept asking her. I even asked her at the turn. I'm like, hey, do you want to do the 15 or the 25? She's like, oh, let's do the 25. And then she looked back on it afterwards. She's like, if we had done the 15, and I told her right where the turn was, mm-hmm. all the cool things that she loved about the ride. The weird, creepy house with two dinosaurs <laughs> made out of concrete with uh, deer antlers on them. And, and fake eyeballs. And fake eyeballs. And the house, like, it, I'm like, man, are those windows blacked out? No, those aren't even windows. They're just painted onto the side of the house. Mm-hmm. That creepy, weird house. Yes. Uh, she would have missed. She would have missed the view as we rode into New Buffalo, Michigan, seeing the lake down the road, riding basically over the yeah, downtown, over mm-hmm. the... Uh, the bridge by the harbor she wouldn't miss that she wouldn't miss the sag stop by new buffalo high school with cookie man cookie man where he he's like do you want one cookie or two and she's like uh two and he by the time she left that stop he had given her six yeah it was insane she thought it was hilarious miss the this cool structure road where it's usually a private drive that no one can go on unless you live in that street well they had made arrangements for the riders to go down this one to keep them away from red arrow highway and uh, it, it's cool, really cool, mostly probably second homes for people from Chicago, given all the Illinois plates through there. But uh, very, very cool looking homes uh, overlooking the lake. Mm-hmm. And there's then there's just that self of a sense of accomplishment. Blah. It's been a long day already so far. <laughs> uh, a sense of accomplishment of doing 25 miles when you're 12 years old. Yeah, she's a Banff. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. And you survived. I survived. How's your butt? Bruised. <laughs> Still? But I survived. No, it's it's better now, but it was bruised. So that was exciting. Kid number two wants to go next year. Kid number three is asking to go. Hopefully he gets something with a little bit bigger tires. Yeah. Then I don't know if he has 12 or 16 tires. I don't think tires. the current bike is going to make it. No. I don't even think he could do the 15. The one so. speed? Yeah. That's a bad idea because there's some serious hills. It's But it's fun. And we had beautiful weather. Some of the it was gorgeous. Some of the riders were going like, "Well, it's kind of windy today." It's like it's a beautiful breeze. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't anything it was not to too complain hot, about. Not too cold. Sun. Like we definitely got sunburn. 
Yes, we did. I still have like my nose is bright red and I've got a wicked tan line because I was wearing a jersey that had nice armbands on it that held it in place, but it didn't slide. (laughs) So it's like a hard line on both biceps. My lips got sunburned. That was a bummer. I packed chapstick for everybody. Each, everyone's little bike bag on their bike. I put in a a new thing of chapstick for them. I know, but still sunburn. It happens. It does. Oh, well. You had fun, right? I did. You going to do it next year? I think so. You got a new present just outside of the uh, my I office do. door. I'm super excited about my new present. It's a bike trainer. Yay! That was loud. That was loud. Sorry. All right. Um, but we'll we'll get into the bike trainer. We're going to do a bikes episode down the road. Um, no pun intended. Actually, that's a fun little pun, but it was not intended. <laughs> For now, we've got a different topic tonight. But before we get into that, that wasn't all that happened last weekend. What else happened? Oh, we had a big weekend of hockey. Always. Always. Saturday, kid number three was goalie, which was totes adorbs. Totes. He's sort of proud of he himself. He like the staple of Marshmallow Man well, when he plays goalie. He's so cute. I was going to put the 20-inch leg pads on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like they just looked small. So he has finally gotten... It went from... 20 inches were the smallest thing they had and they were like up to his crotch where, <laughs> where it should be at his knee so then last year they fit him perfectly to this year he's wearing 22 inch uh goalie pads well he was he played great he almost had a shutout the first game he got let in one goal with under a minute left nice second game he let in two one of them though like he cleared it behind the net mm-hmm. and then he was looking over his other shoulder going okay when are they going to come out the other side and a kid like flipped it and bounced it off his back and into the net wow yeah that was that was amazing. We're like, I can't believe that kid just pulled that stunt. It worked. Wow. <laughs> so we, we did that. I was out on the ice for that. It's a combination of refing and coaching at the same time. Mm-hmm. Then kid numbers uh, one and two uh, played their usual uh, clinic practice that ended up in small area games and drills and then full ice. And then after that, we went out to lunch because we had to get back to the rink. Uh, kid number one came back to play with an all girls team who was uh, they, they had asked her to play because they were without a goalie and then they ended up they had another goalie. Yep. That was a bit of an awkward thing. They had added another game. They're like, hey, we've had another game, but we've asked this other girl to play the noon game. It's like, that's fine. We've already been at the rink for like several hours. We're going to go get lunch. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll be back for our game. Cool. That's fine. They forgot to tell the other goalie and the people who were coaching and everything. So we show up. The other goalie's mad. Her mom's mad. We're like, who's this other girl? And then they're like, well, you have to split ice time. And it's like, okay, we're used to splitting ice time. Not the end of the world. They split it really weird. They gave our kid periods one and three and gave the other girl number two. And then our kid had to sit on the bench like she wanted to go in the hallway and stretch in between. They're like, no, you will sit here and support the team. Okay. That's how people get hurt. Yep. There was a lot of other nonsense that went into that. Long story short, we will not be doing anything else with that team going forward. Mm, Oh, well. But we helped them out and she played great and I was really proud of her. Good. That was Saturday. Sunday, after the big bike ride, Mm -hmm. we came home. I had the late game for beer league. I had told all the captains back at the captain's meeting that anytime we have the late game and there's school the next day, kid one will not be playing as my goalie because she has to go to seventh grade. Yep. So that worked out really, really well. Uh, And I went and played, uh, had a goalie, a very experienced goalie, one that is uh, considerably larger than kid one. (laughs) I'm not saying he's fat. He's just, he's actually like a foot and a half taller than she is. Maybe two feet taller than her. 
and uh, he can move. Mm-hmm. The result was pretty much the same. We lost six to three. Oh, well. Yeah, so clearly the problem is not kid one. I think you should start scoring goals. Yeah, I think so, too. That's what she has said, like, the first game. She's like, you need to tell your team to score more goals. That's like, hilarious. Your team, too. Yeah. Get in so there, kid one. Tell those boys that. She's back in that this week. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll finally get a win. We'll see. We're one of three teams that are winless right now out of eight teams on Sunday Aww. night. Sorry. At least we're not alone. <laughs> Although one of those other teams is probably getting a win this week because the other two winless teams are playing each other. Oh. Fun. Yep. Somebody's going to win. Maybe they could get up in a tie. A zero to zero tie? I mean, I don't know. There was a tie in the uh, Monday Night League last <laughs> Monday. So Cool. Fun stuff. You're so excited by all everything hockey. So how about we talk I'm about sorry. something that's not hockey? Yeah, let's do that. Our topic tonight is activity trackers. Woohoo! So let's play some segue music and we'll get into that. Okay, Jessica. Marco. You ready? Yes. Activity trackers. Yes. Wear them on your arm. Well, or other places. Yeah. I mean, there's some where you can clip them onto your bra strap if you have one. I guess you could put it on your bro or your man's ear. Your bro. Nothing like a Seinfeld episode that's like, what, 30 years old? It's old. Seinfeld is old. (laughs) Anyway, automated devices that collect... All sorts of metrics on you, performance mm-hmm. data, biometrics. It's great. Uh, you and I are data people. We love data. We, we've been tracking our own uh, performance data and health data for a very long time. And way back in the day, it all had to be done manually. Uh, I've spoken before about like tra- even trying to track my own weight. I had data sheets, paper data sheets in the bathroom. So that when I stepped on the scale, I had to re- remember what it said. And it's even harder when I don't have my glasses on in the morning. Like, what the hell does that say? Before we got a digital scale where I had the little red <laughs> needle bouncing around. Yeah. And then we got a digital scale and still, and then we recorded like all sorts of, you know, weight and percent body fat and everything, which I know that's an estimate when you're doing it with the scale, but still it's like, you had to remember all those numbers after just rolling out of bed yep. and write it down. And if you didn't write it down, you were SOL <laughs> out of luck. Mm-hmm. As we moved along, Again, with the scale thing, while not an activity tracker, we went with ones that were Bluetooth enabled and Wi-Fi enabled. So then it automatically uploaded it to our account in the cloud, and then we can see it through apps on our phones. And everything moved along. And the same kind of thing went along with activity trackers. And we've been, we jumped on that about as fast as we could. Yeah. Within the budget we could do starting out in grad school. Students, they have no money. Yes, but we still, like, when we could afford the little toys, well, we got them. Just um, really to serve as a dashboard or an indicator of where we are going. How much are we working out or not working out? Mm-hmm. How Just active how are we? How sedentary am I at work? And we can see the trends going. Mm-hmm. And uh, way back when, and that's what this episode's about, we're going to go through the evolution of our use of trackers. And then we'll have some tips at the end, too, on why we do these and what are the benefits and um, why have we changed. We've jumped companies a few times, too. It's not like we're loyal uh, users. We're like all about the data. We want the data. We want it 
We want it to have the features we need. We want them to last. Find beneficial. And putting in right here, none of these companies have sponsored us. None of them comped us. None of them set us products <laughs> to test or anything. It's what we went out and spent our money on, used, and this is our personal report on these things. Yes. And our personal experiences. Now, maybe it's just our faulty devices or our good devices, and maybe someone else had other ones. It's not a sampling. It, again, it's not a product testing. Mm-mm. It's just our experiences with this. Yep. So, Jessica, what what really was our first device that we uh, we used? We both had it. We did. It was uh, called the Nike Plus, a.k.a. the Bean. It did look like so a little jelly it bean. It did look like a bean. So, this went into your shoe. It was this little, like, jelly bean-looking thing. Um, and there was a divot in your shoe for it to fit inside right of. Right underneath the insole. You lifted yep. it up and there was the. And then you could cover it back up with that insole and you couldn't feel it. Couldn't see it. Like it was completely comfortable to wear. The shoes were very comfy. Um, I might actually still have those shoes. It, it doesn't matter. You had to have the shoes with it though. Not everyone did. Yeah. Like Nike had it and then they put a little plus sign next to the logo and that mm-hmm. would tell you, hey, this shoe had it. Had to be a Nike. Yep. So obviously. if you're big into brooks or new balance or hoka's or whatever yeah did not work with those shoes actually i don't even think hoka existed when they started this under armory wasn't making shoes at that point you couldn't take the bean and like stick it in your pocket or put it somewhere else it had to be in the shoe yeah and then it would it was a sensor it was had built-in battery everything Mm -hmm. but then you had another piece you had to get and that would plug into the bottom of your ipod yeah and it would send the signal and record it, and you could see the data on your iPod and interface with it there. And it would tell you it could do step counts and distance or estimated distance because you tell it how tall you were, and then it would figure out based on the steps. Yep. Not by today's standards, not super advanced, but this was it's a big <laughs> deal. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Or this was early to mid two thousands. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, yeah, probably about. 2004 2005 somewhere in there maybe 2006 uh, from memory i don't know it was it was before we left tallahassee we were still down at florida state when we got this yeah and like i had the ipod what was it the ipod nano 3 or whatever is the little square one and it had a color screen with the dial so it worked with that you had a different ipod but it still worked with it yeah i don't even remember sorry yeah Really, really kind of basic metrics, but it was something. Now, it only worked when you activated a workout session. Mm-hmm. It didn't record your steps all day long, but he said, hey, I'm going for a run. You could start it. Yes. And go and record it. And like, I'm done. And it wasn't using GPS or anything. It wasn't even using like a cell signal to approximate GPS. It just gave you oh my God. foot okay. traffic. What? So I went and found a picture of this because I could not for the life of me remember what the thing was you plugged into an iPod. It was iPod. like a little bar. But there it is. It's this little white rectangle. You stick it in the bottom of your iPod. Yeah. And I came across that thing the other day. This and is before I was they came like, out with the lightning port. Yes. And I was like, what in the hell is this? I don't even remember what this goes to. But yeah. That's we still fun. have the two of the iPods that it would work on. Do they work, though? I have no idea. Probably not. I saw them in a drawer. <laughs> so let's, let's kind of run through this. And this will be kind of the format for the episode. Uh, what were the pros to the Nike Plus, a.k.a. the Jelly Bean? Um, it fit in your shoe. 
That and it connected to your iPod. That was, those were the pros. And it was automated data. Yeah. And it was better than, well, at that time, there was a lot of pedometers, like low-tech yes. ones they put out, but they were like... You could even get a pedometer in like a Happy Meal at McDonald's but the, around the same time. They were not very reliable. This was better. Mm-hmm. And it also put it into a data file that you could have, and you could actually export it out to your computer and do a little bit more with it. The cons, though... No GPS, minimal tracking, but like I said before, we didn't know any better back then. We thought it was great. Mm -hmm. There was one other one, and I didn't really run into this, um, so to speak. I got to observe this problem, and that's that if certain airports, uh, the TSA (laughs) didn't know what the f*** this thing was. (laughs) Remember, this is shortly after 9-11. Yeah. So Jessica, uh, never mind, usually I... A lot of times we were flying places and I was a grad student and I hadn't shaved in like three days. And, you know, people were always going, Marco, you got to clean up. You look like a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. I never got stopped. But Jessica with her Nike Plus shoes and usually she would take the jelly bean out when we traveled. Uh, now she has a cavity in her shoe. Yes. And that would come to the attention of the TSA as they're going through and do especially when they're rolling out the full body scanners. Yep. When they're like. Or when we had to put our we shoes. We had to put the shoes in the x-ray machine, yeah. and that's how they found it. And they are like, what? <laughs> what? what well, is you, this? You always get stopped when we fly. There was a whole stretch there before we had kids. They were always stopping you. But, yeah, this particular time, though, they were absolutely not going to let me on the airplane because they were like, you oh, explain you mean, this. We were in Daytona Beach. Mm-hmm. They like, were like, you explain this right now. Why is there a hole in your shoe? What is this for? Where's the bomb? And I was like, oh, my God. No, I can put my little activity tracker in there. And they're like, what's it called? And I was like, I don't know. The, the, Nike, je- the Nike Jelly Bean. I was just Marco, sitting off the side laughing my ass what's off. What's it called? And you came over and you were laughing and you were like, no, it's from Nike. It goes in the shoe. And like, I think you pulled out your iPod or something and showed them. And they were all shifty eyed and they were like, we don't know about this. Oh, yes. We if we want to go out of our way to attack an airport, we're going to go after Daytona Beach's airport. Are you kidding me? <laughs> The um, only reason that thing exists, for the most part, in my opinion, is for NASCAR races yeah. and bike week. If we had had smartphones, we could have Googled the Nike <laughs> the Nike Plus and shown them, look, see, these are the shoes that go with the bean. The bean is just not in there right no, now. No, because at that point, I had a flip phone. <laughs> exactly. So did you. You had a magic. Yours was periwinkle. Mine was, was. red. It's nice. Um yeah, so they, if we finally, I finally managed to convince them that I was not going to blow up the plane with my shoe with the hole in it and that it was a legit well, then, product. And there was nothing in the shoe, by the way. We took the sensor out. Yeah, I know. That was the problem, was that I took the sensor out and there was nothing to fill the hole. They, so. And actually, the shoes would come with a foam insert, but you didn't put it back in. No, because it was So you had, a, you had an empty cavity in your shoe. It wasn't yeah. even like there was explosives in it or anything. There was nothing in it. Right. And they weren't going to let us on the plane. And then finally they said, mm. well, well, they're leaving. They were going to let you on the plane. Okay, that's true. You got through they security just fine. You I on the plane. did not get to. I was very careful not to say, hey, mine has it too. <laughs> yeah. So that was definitely a con of that. Jessica, um, why did we change from using this thing? <laughs> we had to activate workout sessions. Um but that was a problem right there because we weren't doing a lot of workouts. No, I so want like, if I'm going to exercise, I want it to just say, oh, you're exercising right now. Let me go ahead and count for you. Um, the iPod had to be on and charged. And if your iPod died in the middle of your workout, then no data for you. SOL. Mm-hmm. 
It wasn't a good tool for all day tracking because, again, th- these things didn't last like all day long with their batteries. And again, you had to turn on. It's a work. Well, I'm like, I'm doing a workout right now. Like it just wasn't set up for. Exactly. I got woke up in the morning and I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. But better than nothing. So then we moved into one and um, a new Nike product came out and I got that for you. And that was the Nike Fuel Band. And this was like another big <laughs> deal when it came out. Yeah, I really liked my Nike Fuel Band. Any color you wanted, as long as you wanted black. Mm-hmm. And it had LED lights in it. It did. And when you met your goal, it would give you fireworks. <laughs> and it was amazing. <laughs> but it was looked like one of those scrolls when you're at the DMV. Because yes. it was just pixelated. I mean, it, like, it really was just a bunch of white. And Or did you have color in yours or not? Mm, I had color. I don't think I don't you think did. I did. I think mine was just white. But it was a like an area of very crude pixels basic messages it could give you basic yeah. graphics and a lot of times it was a scroll yeah that's okay like, but it was better than anything that existed up until that point right it made me really happy i liked i liked the fireworks that i got so it actually motivated me to hit my goals so that i could get that tiny little electric reinforcer <laughs> from it um so yeah it was a visual stimulus <clears throat> right um, so let's see. It had... Did it vibrate or not? I don't remember. Okay. It might have. It had... The pros were that it had all day tracking. So there's that data that we were looking for. And again, Yay, I really liked the fireworks. Love the data. When I met the goal. Um, the cons at the time, it was awesome. Looking back, it had limited features. Obviously, it was just basically counting steps. Um, it was kind of big and bulky. And the size adjustments were either it fit or you could put spacers in to make it bigger. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a lot of fine tuning of the size, and it no. really was like being put into shackles. Yeah, it was. Rest. That's yeah. what it felt like because it wasn't like a soft band. It was a very firm, um, very firm oval that went around yes. your wrist. Um, and then we got I got rid of mine because Nike sold it off to Apple, and they discontinued support for it, and then it finally died. Um, and then you liked well, mine. Well, not yeah, not. What do you mean? Be, before you stopped using yours. Oh yeah. I okay. mean, in terms of timeline and language, you liked it so much. I ended up getting one too. But by that point, uh, they had come out with the second generation, which was the Fuel Band SE. Mm-hmm. Very similar to yours, and it had actually the app that went along with this on the smartphone. Absolutely loved. And yours and mine both worked with the same app. They had cool little challenges and you got little badges and it was just something oh, like you the know, badges gave you warm fuzzies and it's like i mean it's just some electrons but you were like yeah i want this i'm like it's new year's day i gotta hit my step goal for the day so i get my new year's day badge mm-hmm. you know things like that just kind of cutesy little kitschy things but it was just enough of a nudge yeah to, get to make moving. you want to do the things to get your badge so you loved yours so much. I got mine uh, again. Same app. Mine was a that was the Fuel Band SE. Had a few more features. Had a few more pixels on the wristband part that read out. I also had color. And then along the way, like it would tell you what time it was, but it would give you the progress as the colors filled up on one, um, basically on the bar across. And once you hit your goal again, it looked like fireworks and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. The pros were it was wearable, it's automated data collection, yay data, more features and colors than the original you had, fun uh, challenges and badges. I'm trying to think. Um, the con, 
Um, at that point, I don't think there really I saw many cons to it because the wearable technology, the wearable activity trackers were so new that uh, we really didn't know what we were missing. We're like, holy, <laughs> this stuff works. <laughs> Something was better than nothing. And you, um, really, I think a big downside, though, it turned out was. At my old job, at that point, I was uh, working for the DOD and all sorts of three-letter agencies with the government, and I couldn't always wear it at work, which right. got in the way of all-day activity tracking mm-hmm. uh, because it was sending a wireless signal to my phone. Now, like I worked in the kind of setting where you go into the office and you got to throw your phone into a locker. Yep. And then you go through all the get smart doors, open and close, open and close, all the other crap. <laughs> smart doors. Um, and while you could wear like a normal watch, I can't wear this band on my arm that's beaming back data on my steps and everything back and forth and communicating. And adi- especially since when you opened up the band, there was a USB port in there. I mean, now the computers within the offices had the USB drives physically removed or they had caps in them. But even then, they were all upset about usb 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 because yes. of edward snowden so now i can't be walking around with basically a thumb drive on my wrist nope because now uh, like all the security officers are gonna chase me around so when i went into the various offices and various office suites i always had to stop at the door take off what was essentially my watch my my nike fuel band mm-hmm. and put it in the locker with my cell phone that kind of got in the way of all day tracking, but still, yeah, that was annoying. So that was a a hang up. Now that would be a hang up with a lot of the other devices that are still out even today. Mm -hmm. But that also at that point in my life was like, God, this is kind of a pain in the ass. And it was a downside. Yeah. And then I got rid of it because uh, really it came down to the same thing as yours. Nike sold it off. Uh, to Apple, the whole that whole wing of wearable technology, and they discontinued support. And the if you looked online, it was like all oh, the insiders and the rumor mill, like Apple's getting ready to come out with their own thing. But all we got as users were notices of we've discontinued it, we've laid off the support staff, or we've transferred them over to this other project. Yep. Now, the other project that uh, Apple eventually turned out was the Apple Watch. Yep. That came out later. But in the meantime, we needed something and there were starting to be bugs and flaws and there was nobody on the back end to fix it. So we moved on to a different device. Mm-hmm. And you actually moved <clears throat> on. And that actually, I keep saying actually, God, I'm tired. Actually. Uh, it's around the time that we moved to Michigan. So now we're 2014, 2015 area when we started changing up devices away from the fuel bands. I still remember wearing mine when we moved to Michigan. Yeah. And even when we changed devices, during that changeover period, I actually wore one on each wrist. And I told it, you know, you could tell which wrist, if it was the dominant hand or the other hand. But I wore both because I wanted to equate, are they reading steps equally? And for me, they were pretty much spot on. Mm -hmm. But uh, your next device was what, Jess? The Misfit Shine. Yeah. Um, It was... It was like a little disc. It was. Um, I'm pretty sure mine was like a tealy seafoam green color. It was. Reminds me of like one of, actually it looked like my car I had when I met you. You and I with our matching Chevy Corsicas. Yes. Um, Yours was like teal and mine was aqua. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a little round disc and you could put it in a watch 
um, frame if you wanted to, or you could clip it on to your shirt or your pants or your bra, or you could put it in a pendant and wear it as a necklace. I was super excited about it because I wore mine as a watch. Um, but I was super, the whole reason I wanted this one was because it was waterproof and I love to swim and I really wanted an activity tracker that would count my swimming as part of my, um, exercise goal. And it wouldn't like completely die if I got it wet. So, and the user interface wasn't too far off from the fuel band because the fuel band had this bar of little dots and it could tell you the time and some stuff. Mm -hmm. This thing was tiny and it just had a circle of little dots around the outside. Yep. And then that would act like an, almost like an, even though it was digital, almost an analog little clock could tell you the time, but you had to know, mm-hmm. make sure you have it oriented the correct way. Otherwise you'd be off, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But it, depending on where the little dots were, that was what time it was. That was it. Most of your interaction with it was through the app. Yes. Um, I never had any like massive problems with it, but really, we had to return it, like send it back well, to customer service I and did get another one back because it sort of died in the pool um, because there was a flaw where it wasn't actually waterproof, like it said it was. Um, Which is weird because part of their marketing was like, "Where it's swimming?" That's right. the that was the big f-ing deal with that. It was product. Um, so I I did that. I wore it swimming and it was fine for a couple of months, and then it just said no more. I can't be this wet um customer service i remember was actually really good they sent me a replacement right away um but that replacement died like within two weeks and so i contacted them again and they were like oh well you know we just sent you one i don't know um and at that point i got like really turned off but and even when it wasn't dying it was still dying because the battery was not very yeah so like the lights wouldn't they weren't as bright so it was hard to tell where exactly i was at um could not make it a whole day without a charge nope Maybe that's just your uh, experience with the three you had. Yeah. So the pros for it, low profile. I wore it as a watch. It was it It was was comfy. It was thin. Yeah. It was like what, Um, like about the thickness of a few quarters stacked. mm Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest about the the diameter too. Yeah. The biggest pro was that it was supposed to be waterproof. You could wear swimming. Um, cons: no visual, useful visual interface on the device other than through the smartphone app. And then I changed because it was temperamental. It stopped working, battery life issues, and not very functional. Some might say a piece of but it just it didn't it didn't quite deliver on everything that it promised, and that was frustrating. I mean, in hindsight, at that point, it's like if they had waterproof the fuel band. Oh, I would have kept my fuel band forever. I loved that thing and kept supporting it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I really did love it. So what did you change to? I changed to the Fitbit Charge HR. And the HR was for heart rate. And that was a big deal right then because now there's a wearable technology piece Mm -hmm. that isn't like a piece of uh, biomedical hardware you got from the hospital and your doctor, but it gave you a pretty good reading on your heart rate. It wasn't perfect. I mean, you're definitely not hooked up to one of those heart monitors with the pads all over your chest, but it was good enough to give you good estimates and give you an idea of like, are you in a healthy range? Are you, should you go see a professional? And that was mm-hmm. kind of a big deal because you were also having heart palpitations. Yeah. Yeah, I did go through that. That was exciting. Yeah. Um. No. So we jumped, we jumped ship and jumped on the Fitbit bandwagon at this point. 
And the pros for the Charge HR was that it gave me way more data, including that heart rate and then the sleep data too. Because they would tell you, were you in a deep sleep? Were you in REM? Would you, were you just sort of lightly sleeping? And that was really nice. And you're back to a bracelet. Mm -hmm. And now the hard part, like it was hard across the back of your wrist, but then it had a soft piece that went around the rest and it adjusted like a watch. It was an improvement over what the fuel band had. It did have like a little tiny sliver of a screen kind of bisecting the the width of it. Mm-hmm. Are you looking up to remember what it I, looked like? I am. I'm pretty. Yep. Okay. So it would tell me it had a little heart icon and then it would give you your heart rate. You could cycle through your different um, metrics. And it was big on steps. I mean, Fitbit's thing was always about steps. get your 10,000 steps, steps. steps of the day yep. or 7,000 or whatever. Yep. And that was good. So it, you know, it worked until uh, it didn't. It wasn't, it wasn't waterproof. So I couldn't wear it swimming. And that was a bummer. It didn't have GPS. And the friggin' battery died in less than a year, like had to be replaced, died, um, which again, they had really good customer service. They were, if it was still under warranty, they would send you a free one, no problem. Um, but if you were outside of that warranty, even by a day, no, you're not getting a new one from them. Which became a common theme in our Fitbit experiences that they would survive past the warranty. But not, just barely. Just barely. Or I, we would notice like, oh, when the new product comes out, it would coincide with like ours almost overnight turning to crap. Yes. Funny how that works. I have my suspicions. <laughs> what was your next But nothing one? to back them up other than a few anecdotals. Mine. So coming off the fuel band uh, and you, I was stuck with the fuel band while you went to the Misfit Shine. And that really was a more of an experience of a summer. Yeah. It wasn't long. And around the time you went to the Fitbit Charge HR, I thought about it because, again, I loved my fuel band. And I'm like, well, you know, this thing and it's a skinny little thing. But I'm like, you know, hey, they got this they got this smartwatch. And Apple was getting ready to come out with the Apple Watch, but nobody really under- knew it. And it was crazy expensive. I'm like, hey, here's one. It's like your Charge HR, but it's a watch. And it wasn't color. But it did do heart rate and it had GPS and it did stand steps and it did all sorts of things. Um, the GPS alone like was great because I didn't have to have my phone with me, although I usually did. And then it would export the little map to my my phone. So like, you know, more data. Love this. Where did I run? What were my mile markers? What were my mile splits? Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert, bad because I was still really fat at this point. <laughs> but, you know. I was trying and it was improving and I was tracking all this data and doing treadmills and trying to lose weight. So, yeah, I kind of liked it. It was not the most comfortable thing. It was this big, bulky piece over my wrist and then it went down and it had a band. The band, the watch were all one, essentially one piece. You couldn't change out the bands. And that was really a con. It was big and bulky. You couldn't change the bands. And that actually eventually led to why I got rid of it. One, the degraded battery life. Mm-hmm. it's like i don't really want to charge this thing twice in a day the other part was the band broke and there was no way to replace the band um i'm i was just I'm like so this whole smartwatch had to be tossed actually i still have it and that's like a bad habit of mine is keeping outdated technology mm-hmm. maybe i will need the parallel cable for a printer from 1994 you won't yeah for the serial port no port <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will need this uh, jump zip drive. Zip drive with the like it looked like a giant <laughs> floppy disk only held a hundred meg. <laughs> yeah, 100 meg. 
like, oh man. There was the yeah. jazz drive we that held on to terabytes. That, that held like two two hundred meg. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I still have it around somewhere, but yeah, it, the band broke and it was falling apart. Uh, it was great while it worked because, especially with the heart rate thing, uh, I was getting back into playing hockey at that point. And, you know, there's always the question of when you pay for a beer league, hockey league, am I getting, how many shifts am I getting? What am I, am I getting them or not? Mm-hmm. Um, am I getting shortchanged? You could tell when you looked at my heart rate for a hockey session when I had a shift because there would be, I mean, obviously it was up because you're, you're breathing hard and everything. But then when you go out on the ice, there's a spike. I could count the spikes and I knew how many shifts I had. So I could tell when I had a, a great captain, how many I was getting. And I, then I could tell the games were like I had a shift captain and i was getting screwed out of him i was like wait a minute you brought in like a bunch of subs and you threw the regulars three deep i'm losing like two shifts a game here all that kind of stuff so there's a lot of pros to it but yeah the 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 fact that it didn't last you know down the long haul it really the battery degraded very quickly after the warranty wore out and that the band broke and there was no no fix for it uh, they ended up sending me a discount on their next smartwatch that replaced the surge yeah but yeah but you uh you ultimately had to reach replace your charge hr before i replaced my my surge it did so what did you replace your charge hr with i went with a fitbit charge three and this one was super exciting because this one was waterproof so back in the pool i went um this one actually was waterproof no like funny business with it just crapping out one day in the pool um, that was the best thing for it, but I started to get jealous of the smartwatch features. So that would be the con. Yeah. And the battery life. Um, but you did like it so much that we ended up getting, uh, kid one, a, uh, charge three yeah. and hers was like lavender with rose gold connector or something on mm-hmm. it. It was pretty. Um, this lasted a really, really long time. I um, actually still have it. It's upstairs because... You were wearing it as recently as early this summer. I was. Um, but it. I'm not going to wear it ever again because the um, something has happened inside of it. And the um, screen, the lights inside the screen are so dim. I can see it fine inside. Not fine. It's visible inside. But as soon as I take it outside into the sun where I do the exercising... I cannot read the screen at all. So I have no way of gauging like how many steps I'm at, how much I have cycled, how much I have sw- swam. Um, I have no idea I ha- without opening the app. And while we're jumping through devices pretty quickly here, I mean, a Fitbit replaces one of their items, like their smartwatch gets replaced about every other or every third year. Mm-hmm. Same with their chargers. They come out with a newer model. So if you figure roughly about, and I'm sure I could look up when the new models go, when the Charge 3 came out, you got it. If you figure that two years later they came out with the Charge 4 and two years later they came out with the Charge 5, well, Charge 5 just came out. Mm-hmm. So it's about four years ago you got this thing. Yeah. So I... It, it had, four it years had, is a really good run, I think. Unfortunately, I, that is about like, yeah, did all right compared to the other uh, Fitbit items we've had. Well, it was what, like Which is hilarious because there's, there's a bunch on this list. Well... Something like that? Something like that for yours. Um, I kept getting the watches, which yours were more. Yours were more. Which piss me off that they don't last that long but yeah um but yeah i was very happy with the fitbit charge 3 until i wasn't until you couldn't it, read it anymore. until i couldn't read it that is my biggest complaint was that the screen basically died and it became un- unreadable without opening up my giant app on my phone 
So, yeah. I replaced my Surge with a, and I was annoyed that I had to replace it, but I, I really did like the replacement. I got the Fitbit Blaze. So this was way thinner than the Surge. It was about the thickness of a normal watch. And it had these interchangeable bands. And it really wasn't just the whole band. It was the band and then also this uh, frame that it fit in. So it was really just a little square. Mm-hmm. And you popped it into the frame. And the frame attached to the band and wore it like a watch. had a color screen, which was nice. It had more features than the Surge. Now, it still wasn't waterproof. So I had to be careful around the pool. This one, unlike the Surge, which had GPS, standalone GPS, the Blaze did not have GPS. It approximated it by using your cell phone signal to kind of triangulate where you were. And it wasn't too bad, but it wasn't perfect. And there's times when I'm out doing a run and it's like, well, I'm, uh, I'm about 100 yards into the lake when I was running along the beach or something. <laughs> you know, it's, sometimes it's a hair off. That's hilarious. Really, really. I ran down the, the medium between the eastbound and westbound lanes of I-94. Okay. No, when I was actually on a road, like running parallel to it. But, you know, eh, good enough. Um, You know, it could have been worse. Uh, It was fun. It was low profile. I ended up stopped using it after a while, though, because it it stopped recording heart rate, and that really goofed up all its metrics. Now, it did record sleep, but without being able to sense my heart rate, and, like, there's this, like, little pulsing green light on Mm -hmm. the back of it that would read your wrist, it stopped doing that. So now it's not recording your heart rate. So then the sleep recording was useless and my activity workouts were thrown off. And then, of course, it takes in your height and your weight into consideration. And we've got at some point we've switched over to a Fitbit made scale. So it was all integrated in the same app. So it factor in like, well, he's this tall. He hasn't grown. We know how much he weighed in at this morning. This is how much his heart's going. This is how many calories he's burned. Mm hmm. Well, you, you take the heart piece out of the equation and the whole thing kind of started falling apart. So it was really annoying. I'd go play hockey and it's like, well, he says he played hockey for two hours. So we're going to say he burned 200 calories. It's like, really? I used to get a lot more than that when you were reading my actual heart rate. Yeah. So I kind of felt forced to get a new one and I had done everything. Now, after um, when I upgraded to my next device, you know, we we did a full reboot on it because we're like, well, we'll pass it down to Kid 1. Or no, summer Kid 2. Kid Because Kid 1 for Christmas had gotten what? I just put my foot in a web. Okay. Kid 1 had gotten the her Fitbit for Christmas. Kid 2 and the other ones wanted activity trackers. We were doing Summer Racing Club, which was the precursor to the Red Arrow Challenge, which we've actually already kind of wrapped up for uh, Red Arrow Health and Wellness. But uh, they wanted activity trackers. So we did a full reboot on it and all sorts of stuff and took it back to factory settings and built it up for him. And all lo and behold, suddenly the heart rate stuff starts working again. <laughs> so he squeezed more usage out of it. But at that point, I had already moved on to my next device. Yes. And my Which next was? The Fitbit Iconic. So this was uh, like the Blaze. It was thin. Uh, had changeable blade and bands like the blaze it had a color screen it was waterproof this time it would auto detect when i was doing laps it was not perfect i noticed because when we do laps in the pool i'll go i'll count down and back and every time i get to 10 i pop my head out and we have sidewalk chalk and we do tally marks right and so then we can calculate how much uh we've done my and i've told it how long a lap was 
in the pool, but it still was off on the measurements. But it, it, we did all right on the swim piece, but definitely waterproof. It had its own standalone GPS like the Surge. So it's unlike the Blaze, which was using cell phone to guesstimate, approximate what it was doing. Um, I liked it, and it fit well with inside my hockey, uh, my gloves. The mm-hmm. So I'll wear these when it's hockey. The Surge was big and bulky. It was a pain in the the blaze was nice and thin. I always was afraid that it would pop out of the frame and slide out through my sleeve or off the cuff. The iconic, uh, I didn't worry about it. It was it was good. I really I gotta say, like the cons on this one, I loved it until it completely crapped out of me. The screen became darker and darker and darker until I couldn't read it anymore mm-hmm. until it was just jet black. The it had a touch screen on it. And the touch screen became less and less and less responsive, and there's I'm like sitting there pounding on it and like, come on, just I want to start my run, and it's like I'm sitting there on my, my run or start my bike ride and track it, and sitting there just pounding, 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 pounding away on the screen trying to get to go. Uh, and it finally stopped recording heart rate again. Well, yeah. at this point, I can't see anything on it, it's not recording heart rate, and I can't start workouts with it, and it became useless. So, this summer, I actually went most of the summer without an activity tracker, which was kind of a pain in the ass because it's you know, am I having an active day or not? Do I need to go for a treadmill? You know, how much have I actually worked out? How much have I just been moving around and didn't even realize I'm just kind of flying blind doing my best? Yeah. And so and it was really the kind of the same boat as you with your Charge 3. Your Charge 3 had gotten to the point where you couldn't see anything. And that died early summer. And my Iconic kind of died around the same time. Interesting. Funny how that works. Funny how that works right with the uh, new product rollouts. Hmm. Mm. Whatever. It's an interesting coincidence interesting but we've moved on and we've got new activity trackers and we kind of like hinted at this in the last episode because they're being disruptive because we haven't totally learned all the features yet nope so jessica what are you playing with on your watch or your wrist right now i am playing with my brand spanking new apple watch six um i ordered these and then like the next day they they announced the series seven's coming out so irritated by that um yeah, no, it was a couple days after I ordered them, I had gotten the shipping notice saying, they've shipped. And I was like, oh, it's going to be amazing. And then Apple Watch 7 came out, and I was like, this is bull****. Bull****. Um, but that's okay. I love this. We were out for a bike ride, and you're like, I want an Apple Watch. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so go buy one. She's like, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get an Apple Watch because this is why, blah, blah, blah. And you gave me the whole justification. I'm like, you don't have to justify me, but all those points make sense. And then you're like, do you want one too? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, so I basically have had my. It wasn't at the time that I bought it, but my Fitbit that I can't this read. Summer, yeah. Um, on your, your Fitbit in a state. Right. It's been sort of tracking my steps, but I really wanted something that I could like look down and see where am I at with my steps, how sedentary am I being, because I am now working in a job where my job is basically to sit and stare at kids and figure out behavior plans for them all day, every day. I like love how you fit that perfect meme of or the thing of like, explain your job poorly to make it sound creepy. It, yeah, I totally did that. <laughs> Anyways, so I... What do you do for a living? Of, I sit and stare at children. Everybody... <laughs> okay, well, do you drive a van that says free candy? Everybody at work has a smartwatch, except for me. Like, had a smartwatch except for me. I'm the very last one 
to get the smartwatch. And um, like I was I was watching everybody with them and I was sort of checking out my coworkers. Um, and she was very excited and she was telling me about it and I was like, yeah, yeah, this sounds really good. And then like I had my one year anniversary. So there was a tiny little bump um, in pay and which and I'm very, yeah, I'm very happy about. Um, but I was like, you know what? My Fitbit sucks. I don't want another Fitbit. I want something that's big enough for me to actually see it and also that's bright and i can control the level of brightness on it um i'm gonna get an apple watch because i want one and i think it's gonna be great i think it's gonna be very very handy so i got on the website and i was like i really want my apple watch to be waterproof and it is and i'm super excited about that that's why i went with the six because it was the waterproof one i haven't gotten to test it yet but because it's fall (laughs) there's no swimming in fall in michigan um but yeah, I freaking love this thing. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, I really like the circles, the activity circles on it. I get a thrill when I can close a circle and it gives me fireworks again, um, which is I apparently I just really like fireworks and getting that little tiny reinforcement for doing a thing. Um, but I also like the fact that I can set up my watch face to have the apps that I most need. So like at work, I need to be able to time behaviors when they're occurring. So I have the stopwatch feature or I need to set a timer because if I'm doing toilet training at work, I need to set like a three minute or five minute timer because that's how long that kid needs to sit on the potty. Um, So that's on my watch face. The watch faces on it are freaking amazing. Like you can have anything as a watch face. I currently have rainbow and it's beautiful. Um, It makes me really, really happy. But I also have the weather on there and then I have my little steps tracker and I have my heart rate on there because I um, was recently diagnosed with high blood pressure and I figure my heart rate should probably go down if my blood pressure meds are working. I don't know if that's true, but in my brain, that makes the most sense to me. Well, if so your I like, heart rate's up, your blood pressure is going to go up exactly. too, though, so. so I like being able to monitor that throughout the day, especially when I get into really stressful situations like, okay, well, how am I handling this physiologically? Um, oh, my heart rate's still in the 60s? Well, it must be going well. And then the the features, the smartwatch features with like being able to see all of my text messages or my emails is a really nice feature. Um, music is always good. There's a bunch of other things that I haven't gotten to play with. There's a remote control for the camera on your phone. Yes, there is. Um, and that is exciting too. There's also this one that will tell you the decibels of the noise in the room that you're in. And I think that that's amazing. And I also desperately want to get an Apple watch for kid number one so that she will learn to be quiet. Well, to take it down a few notches, you don't always need to be at 11. You can take it down to a seven. I guess, but yeah, I, I love it. I'm really, really happy with it. The bands are interchangeable. So when I get bored with this little teal color, I can get something completely different and it will be amazing. I haven't found any cons to it yet. Um, so that's good. Except for the fact that I don't know how to turn the sounds off. I guess that's a con. You put your hand over That it. hasn't worked. Do you turn on that feature? I don't know. Oh, Probably not. It's a setting you can turn on and it says it'll mute when you put your hand over it. Okay. So what did you replace your Fitbit Well, we kind of gave it away. With, oh, right. You we got, did. You got me an Apple Watch. We and can so, just cut that part, okay? No, we'll just leave it in. <laughs> um, but the other thing is uh, you got the the special Nike editions for us. Mm-hmm. So we got into why did we give up our fuel bands up forever ago? Nike sold off the uh, fuel band division, the wearable technology division to Apple, 
and all the support crew left. Well, they went into developing the Apple Watch, and they've got a special Nike edition. Now, they did keep some of their apps throughout this whole time. They've had the Nike Running Club, the Nike Training Club, or fitness stuff. And so when we were powering up and setting up our watches, it tapped into my old Nike account. And I had exported a bunch of data, and I've got it like in Excel or something. But all of a sudden, our workouts I had done from 2014, 2015 on the fuel band. And that was really cool and exciting, Well, which was offset by the lack of excitement over the fact that Apple Watch and Fitbit don't talk to each other in terms of opening data. Unless you, or in terms of sharing data, unless you get a third-party app, and there are some apps over there who will basically import Oh, you've got yours too? I do. Okay. It's there. <laughs> they, they will basically pull the data out of Fitbit and turn around and put it into Apple Watch or vice versa, depending on which way you're going. Some other things I did, like our scale is a Fitbit made uh, scale. It won't talk to the Apple Health and Apple Fitness uh, devices, but it will talk to uh, my fitness tracker, which is actually made by Under Armour. And... Uh, we use that for uh, checking macros and everything and spot checking all that. So I've got it uh, sending my weight over to that app and then that app sending it over to Apple. Mm-hmm. So there's some workarounds. It's kind of annoying. But overall, I love it. It's low profile. It's doing a great job of tracking stuff. Ours have standalone GPS. We didn't get the ones that are the full Dick Tracy have a cell plan for itself and everything. No, because I don't want to pay for it. No, and that one we usually it's have our ridiculous. phones with us. But it does connect with our phone, and it has standalone GPS. So when we went for our uh, Apple Cider Century ride, we were testing them out. They did a great job. Uh, we were pausing when we were doing breaks. I think the only mistake we made was a few times we got going again. We forgot to restart our, our thing. But mm-hmm. that's common. That's human error. That's not the device problem. That's nope. us. Uh, they're doing very well. Like you said, you can customize up the wazoo. My old uh, Fitbit Iconic, actually, the home screen was a photo of... The family, we're actually standing out the ice at the Garden Ice Arena. Um, it's not the photo on our desk, but it's like we're all out on the ice and skates, and I'm holding. Yeah, um, I know what picture you're yeah, talking about. Kid number four. Um, uh, and I could put that one on this watch, but right now I'm just going with an actual watch because it's, it's giving me more readouts because mm-hmm. I've got the weather. I've got my little circles when I complete things, whether it's standing or being active or exercise or steps. Mm-hmm. I'm back to checking that. I've got my music controls for when I'm wearing headphones because I don't always pull my phone out. Whether I'm, uh, well, usually I'm not doing it when I'm biking, but if I'm out for a run or if I'm even like mowing the lawn or something. And definitely if I'm on the treadmill. And then my other one is actually the contact for you. And I love the, I can text to you by just talking to my watch. Yeah. That is pretty fun. And I do like getting the previews. That was one thing when my watch died, like my, my iconic. And it dark screen, I'd get my my watch would buzz because I got a text and I didn't know if it's something I could ignore or if something I needed, like whoever was in the car, hey, grab the phone or would say, hey, Siri, send a text to whatever. And we do voice to text. And now I can get a quick preview by just glancing at my watch going, mm-hmm. this is this is bull. <laughs> this is nonsense. Or uh, nope, this is somebody I need to tell my phone that hey i'll get back to you or just get plain get back to them yep uh so you're up there and i can contact you still getting used to all the features but i do love that we got siri right on it so i can just say start a hockey workout start a treadmill workout start a aerobics workout start a a run 
an outdoor run, start a treadmill run or an indoor run. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it even easier. I'm not scrolling through like, oh, where's the one I'm looking for? I can just say, tell it what I want and it will do it. Yes. Uh, the tra- the GPS tracking was great. Very, pretty yeah, much spot I'm, on. It wasn't even like, well, you're run, you know, you're riding your bike uh, into the lake. a quarter mile in the lake along mm-hmm. the shoreline. No, it had us right on the road. It had it spot on. I mean, can't, I can't complain. It, again, it's very new. Uh, we're still working out. Like, I'm not totally proficient with it yet, but uh, so far so good. I like it, and it's like we've come full circle. Which is funny because our activity thing is a circle, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're back with the same little, not the exact same ones, but they have the same kind of little badges that yeah. you earn that are kind of fun. While, I mean, Fitbit had that, but they didn't do quite as good of a job with that feature. Um, the Nike ones are great. Uh, that We liked them before, and it's pretty much that same style and frequency you hit them. Mm-hmm. And um, we're back with a, a Nike activity tracker product. Yeah. yeah. Com- now, there's plenty of other ones out there that exist, and we, we don't have the Garmin, although every so often I toy with, should I just get a Garmin for my bike? Should I throw down the hundreds of dollars? And I guess, like, if there had to be a con with the Apple Watch that we have right now, it would be the price. Yeah, the, it's expensive. These are the most expensive activity trackers we've had. Now, but- the Fitbit ones keep coming up and up in price every time, and now they're rivaling the Apple Watches in price, and it's like... Dude, you're no Apple Watch. Like this thing has got way more features than the iconic. Yeah. And those things, like the new generations, these coming out now, we're talking like over three hundred dollars for an activity tracker. Well, I might as well go get an Apple Watch. Exactly. So because we did. The, the, in consumer reviews on those, they're going to last longer than the Fitbits, because those kept dying about what every two years, two to if three. If not sooner. Or if not sooner. If it died um, within a year, you got a replacement, but. Right. Yeah. Usually by a year and a half, we're like, what the f*** is the new thing coming out? Because this thing's performing like s***. Mm-hmm. So as we bring this kind of all to a to a close and, you know, kind of put a nice little bow on this, just activity trackers. Why do we advocate using activity trackers? Why do we use activity trackers other than we're just tech nerds? Database decision making. Um, that data is hard. It's not a guess. It's it's there, and it can tell you right where you are at for a wide variety of metrics. I mean, it's really objective versus subjective. Like subjective yeah. is like, well, I had a good day. I feel like I feel good. Or, whoa, here are some hard numbers on activity. I did I did have a good day? I yeah, did thirty thousand steps versus five thousand steps. Right. Um, passive data collection you don't have to think about it it's getting that data for you on its own it's it's on your hand or wherever it is you're putting it and it's doing its thing and you don't have to worry about it i could say time is money and if you have to stop what you're doing to write it down one there's what we call in the field response cost yes it if you've got to stop and use time time is money uh that costs something and it's a pain in the ass and you're less likely to do it in the future whereas if it's just passive data collection, it's just happening in the background. Mm-hmm. Hell, I mean, I don't have to do and you like you're gonna record my data. Awesome, perfect. Yeah, yep. I can put this on every morning. That's easy enough. Um, or just leave it on. I well, sleep my, with mine on. My battery is it needs to be charged. Charge There's some the sort shower. of setting I need to play with. I I got it so it would. Um, Did you just say you charge it while you're in the shower? When I'm in the shower and mm-hmm. shaving and yeah. All right. Um. And then I really like the celebration. I Like I said, I like closing those circles. 
with the Apple Watch and I like the fireworks and the whatever else I used to get out of all of the other versions. I like that little tiny bit of reinforcement that this machine is going to give me when I exercise or I meet a goal. It's exciting for me. It's the look at what I did. I yeah. mean, and the Fitbit did that. I mean, my smartwatches, they would give me uh, little rainbow stripes. And then if I did it for the whole week, like five days in a row, I got fireworks. Uh, this one has these blazing circles that spin around and you get the little medallions when you hit like 200%, 300%, 400% or hey, you mm-hmm. just went for your first bike ride on this watch and yeah. you know. It's fun. It's like, look at what you did. Yay. And it's like, I mean, it's cheesy, but it's reinforcement it works. though. The reinforcement um it's going to make you do it more in the future. Yay. It's like, what can I be? It's me versus me. Right. And can I outdo what I did before? And it keeps those records for me. Yes. It's nice. So I guess why use activity trackers? Data. Mm-hmm. Data is not a... Always data. Unless you're a data nerd, data is not sexy, but at the end of the day, data. <laughs> uh, yeah. So activity trackers. Uh, I would say get one. Uh, you don't have to get any of the products that we nope. are talking about. These are just the ones we use. They didn't sponsor us. <laughs> they didn't wish. give us any freebies. <laughs> they didn't give we spent money on us. Um, but get something, uh, and especially if you're trying to make a change in your life, don't go blind. Treat it like it's the dashboard of your car. I mean, you don't like, you know, cover that up so you don't know what your speed is and put on a blindfold and go down the road. Well, that you would use your something. eyes so you can see around you. You look down at your dashboard to see mm-hmm. what gear are you in You to uh, know your speed. Yeah. Same thing with your health. Put on an activity tracker uh, so you know how you're doing. Exactly. And go so but with all that it's been a day and we've got so many other things to do let's go take a nap yeah (laughs) this was a good coffee now i'm like wired great yeah awesome but this has been the 83rd episode of the red arrow health and wellness podcast check back we drop episodes almost every week we drop them on mondays check out the other ones for now though jessica it's been fun loads of fun bye bye